Blog Talk Radio. Then, then that's 
that's what it is to be a dream girl. And the thing is, is people, women especially, we always think that we have to meet this ideal, that we have to look a certain way or be a certain way in order to attract a really great guy. And the truth is, is that no matter who we are, there's some great guy out there for us. I love that. I love that. Now, you write, and I'm quoting directly from your book here, here's the first of the dream girl decrees. In order to feel really fabulous about yourself, confident and beautiful, and as comfortable in your own skin as you can, you must start caring for yourself. And that's the end quote. So tell us about that. Well, I think a lot of times, again, with women, and guys do this too, but it's not it's not to the same degree. We tend to take care of other people before we take care of ourselves. We, you know, we focus on our work and we just sort of let things slide. And the truth is, and this isn't just when you're looking to date someone, but also when you get married and when you're a parent, that you really need to spend some time taking care of yourself and and not just the outside things, but taking care of yourself spiritually and, and taking care of yourself in, and doing things that fulfill you in your life. Does that make sense? I think that's really important, and I love how you emphasize in your quote being comfortable in your own skin. Um, you know, I'm talking to uh, men and women every day, all day, and I, right. you know, I'm, I hear that. You know, I'm looking for someone who's comfortable in my own, in their own skin. So I think that that's really important. Um, now you write, um, never ask a man out on a date ever. <laughs> Yeah, it's very ambiguous there. So tell us about that. I know. Yes, I know. It's so ambiguous. Um, here's the funny thing about this. I, when I wrote the book originally, I was really basing my advice on um, sort of anecdotal things, experiences that my girlfriends and I had had, things that my mother and my my great aunt, who was married for 50 years, things that she told me, and and so a, a lot of my theories were sort of built on those experiences, the, the things that had really worked well for me and worked well for my friends, and, and again, things that my, that my older, uh, my great aunts had told me. And what's really interesting is, you know, Stop Getting Dumped came out in 2002. It was a, it was a bestseller, and it still is a really strongly selling book. And what I found out since then, because I do the daytime show, which is a nationally syndicated morning show, I've written a column, and what I discovered was that all these things that my great aunt, my grandmother, and all these people had told me were really based in in evolutionary biology. That there's a reason that you don't ask. I mean, it seemed like just something that your mom would tell you. You know, oh, you, you should always make the guy ask you out. Don't ask the guy out. Make sure that the guy is really the pursuer in the relationship. But there's a reason for it. Biologically, there's a reason for it, and that is is that men are more interested. They're they're more compelled to uh, to make the relationship work if they are the people who are pursuing us and not the other way around. And it's sad. And the funny thing is I interviewed hundreds, probably thousands of men uh, during the time that the book first came out and now. And what is really interesting is they all like it when a woman approaches them or asks them out or, or approaches them for sex. They They love that. It's a real, you know, sort of thing that feeds their ego. But the truth is, is that they don't really respond to it. Ah, at least not in the way we want them to. <laughs> no, no. One of your chapters is really cleverly entitled "A Pair and a Spare," using <laughs> rotation, <laughs> using rotation until you find the one. Tell us about yeah. that. 
Okay. Well, so the idea between the pair and the spare is that anytime you're not in a committed, monogamous relationship, that you should be dating um, at least three guys, which we call the rotation. Because a lot of times with women, we're, we're sort of serial monogamous. And even if a guy is not quite the guy that we're looking for, we think, well, maybe I can fix him or I'll just stay in this relationship until somebody better shows up. But the problem is, is all the time you're spending with with the wrong guy is time that you're not spending with the right guy or time, it, it's not time that you're you're able to find the right guy. And so in order to keep you from really focusing too much on one guy at a time while while you're sort of waiting, or not so much waiting, but while you're sort of out there socializing before you meet someone that you maybe want to spend the rest of your life with or at least some significant time, it's always a really good idea to date at least three guys at once. And I will tell you, there have been so many. I mean, I've gotten called on this. Candace Bushnell um, you had a radio show uh, for years, and she was even even Sex and the City Girl was like, oh, my God, a pair and a spare. That, that seems like uh, something that people have a really big deal about. And men do it all the time. That's what's really funny about this. Men have dated multiple women for years, every chance they get. A lot of women feel really funny about it. But I will say I get a, I get more letters on that than probably anything else in the book. And once women try it, it really does work. Yeah, you know, I I actually, Council, I agree with that, too. You know, I know it, women have more of a tendency than guys to, you know, have a have a really good first date or even sometimes even just a really good conversation <laughs> or good, right. you know, like, you know, having met someone online and um, and kind of, you know, emotionally and mentally just kind of disconnect from the potential of any other guys at that point. And I, so I, yeah. I think fair and fair, just seeing more than one guy, you know, it takes a lot of pressure off also of every one guy. So I think um, definitely that is definitely a chapter worth, um, you know, worth paying attention to. Um, another really cleverly entitled chapter is, um, don't count the days, make the days count. Now, tell our listeners what you mean by that. Well, you know, it's so funny because a lot of times women are so focused on when their real life is going to start. They think that, that you know, they're just sort of hanging out, we're working, we have in our apartment, we're going out with our friends, but we're doing all this. Think we're not. We're going to put off the trip to Tuscany, or, or you know, doing some big thing that we vote, you know, learning to surf or whatever, until we get married and and until our real life starts. And the truth is, you don't know when that's going to happen. You could be 29, you could be 59, you know, when you when you meet someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with, and you don't want to waste your life hanging around waiting for someone to show up. And and I think it's really important to to just live every single day of your life. Like it could be your last. I mean, if you want to learn how to surf, learn how to surf. If you want to, you know, take classes, do that. If you want, you know, if if you want to travel, find a way to make that happen. Because I tell you that you're going to meet someone that's really compatible to you when you're most fulfilled, when you're when you're happiest with your life. I mean, the last thing you want to do is like meet someone that you know the day after your mother's funeral. Because mm-hmm. you're going to be in a different place than you would, you know, at the happiest, most fulfilled point of your life. And you're going to attract different people. I love that. Um, I love that. You know, making the days count, living your life, like you said, fully. And I think, 
you know, I mean, I think that really reflects in how you interact um, with people. And I think it's actually very magnetizing to the opposite absolutely. sex. You're having, absolutely. you know, that life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, in your book, you um, you provide a list of topics to um, which you suggest to avoid in the first month of dating. <laughs> Away from in those first couple months, um, will you? Share, I know you have a, a, a long list in your book. Why don't you share a few of those with our with our listeners right now, just to give them a kind of a heads up and a sense of what some of these topics might be. Well, it's really funny because, you know, women, especially as we get older, we really want to find out where things are going and what the potential is, and we don't want to waste any more time than is absolutely necessary. And so we start bringing things up that are maybe not not something that you should be talking about in the early stages of the relationship because what it does is it really, if you bring things up too soon, the guy is going to feel guarded and, and rightly so. Or he's maybe going to give you the answer that you want to hear, but it's not really the, the truth of who he is. So mm-hmm. in, the, in the first couple of dates especially, you definitely want to avoid any sort of where do you see yourself in five years romantically or do you see yourselves marriage see yourselves married guys know what we're up to when we ask those kinds of questions (laughs) (laughs) exactly they freak and they're like oh god it's another one of these and so you know they they know what we're up to so just avoid those questions right away you don't even know the guy and you want to make sure that you, that you like him before you start su- trying to suss out his marriage potential. Um, the other things, <laughs> and it's really funny, in the early, early stages, you probably want to avoid, and I, and I think absolutely you should get into these topics a little later in the relationship, but like topics like abortion and even politics, unless you're, you know, you have some general idea that you're, um, you know, that you're going to fall on the, in the same general realm of things. Those are, are, conversations that you you probably don't want to have in the beginning and people say well gosh i want to know right away if he's a democrat or if he's not a democrat or if he's a republican or he's not a republican but the truth is is a lot of times people have similar values but we make these judgments based on these labels and and you really want to make sure that you give yourself a time time to know the person time to get to know the person before you bring those sorts of topics into it. Because a lot of times those things, are they end up not really being deal breakers. You think they are on the first date, but mm-hmm. you, your values might line up the same way, and maybe you just call yourselves different things. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it could be an easy way to kind of um, eliminate people, but I think um sounds like you might be eliminating people at the outset who really might have some strong potential. Um, so kind of right. just, you know, you're kind of counterproductively um, doing that. So, yeah, I think I say it's, it is actually possible to be a bit too efficient in the, in the whole dating process. <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, no one has time to waste. And I think um, I definitely, you know, I think everyone appreciates that. But, yeah, I think it's possible to be a bit too efficient with that. Um, it's it's really true. It is, it is very possible be, to be too efficient. And a lot of times we have this – idea and we and we're it's like we're just burning through dates as fast as we can so that we can meet you know hurry up and meet the one but the mm-hmm. truth is is that dating is better and you have a you have a it, you enjoy your life more and you enjoy dating more if you actually let yourself enjoy it and don't just think of it as a bunch of stuff you have to get through in order you know to meet your prince charming 
Because dating can be fun, even if it's the wrong guy. Because I think we've all gone out with the wrong guy, and it was still kind of a fun time. Certainly we've gone out with the wrong guy, and we want to climb out the window of the bathroom of the restaurant. But (laughs) sometimes you go out with the wrong guy, and you know after a week or a date or an hour that you're never going to marry this guy. And yet, you know, you end up, like, going to see the world's largest ball of string or having the best date ever. Or maybe he introduces you to the person that you eventually end up with. But when we sort of eliminate these people and, and think of them as disposable or, you know, we're on our, on our iPhone in the bathroom, you know, at, in the middle of the date, like putting our profile back up on Match, it's, you know, it's just not – just try to focus on the date that you're on before you worry about where it's going to be in the next three months. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, I always tell – you know, I, I know that our clients know this, like, you know – Gaining is an adventure, and, you know, if you have that mindset, it, it can serve you so well. And it just keeps it it keeps it fun because it can be it can be difficult. I mean, I'll be, you know, there are vulnerabilities. And there are definitely sure. challenges. But, uh, but like you said, having that mindset of adventure. And also, you know, I love what you said about, um, you know, that guy could be the person who, um, you know, introduces you to his cousin's friend's sister-in-law, right. you know. And that could end up being a guy, you know, a guy, the guy for you. So just, um, you know, being out there and, and seeing it as, you know, you'll get something great will come out of that date. And like you said, it could be that opportunity to see that great ball of string or a, new, a, a restaurant that you maybe wouldn't have gone to otherwise or, you know, right. a, a connection that you wouldn't expect. So that mindset, I think, is um you know, it's it's one of the just like living a full life. That mindset again is um, it is magnetizing. I mean, I keep using that word, but uh, you know, I feel that these are the things that really um, can draw um, what you want to your life. So that um, um, excellent. You know, Lisa, you know, oh, go ahead, please. Go oh ahead. no, I was going to say I have. There's a there's a friend of mine. When I say that seven of us got married in in one year, there was one. Uh, one of the girlfriends who did not, and she was not in a place where she was ready for anything serious. But she, did, in fact, she just got married uh, last year. And the thing that I loved about Tina, and I actually had written an article about her, was that she, there were no disposable boyfriends for her. That she always, if she, if she liked someone enough to go out with them, that somehow they always sort of were just added to her giant circle of friends. And she, she, you know, guys who were former dates ended up being, you know, guys that she introduced to her friends, and one guy she ended up working for, and another guy ended up working for her, and you know, and you never know when you're going to meet your next taxidermist or or massage yeah. therapist or whatever. And and she was real, and I, I want to say that her that her um, now husband. Uh, was introduced to her by a friend of a guy that she had gone out with on a date. Who j- it wasn't a great match, but she thought he was a cool guy. So you never, you, you, <laughs> you never know. You never know. That's absolutely. And I really appreciate your sharing your insights with us, Lisa. They've been really interesting. I'm wondering if there's any last thought or take-home message that you'd like to leave our listeners with. Well, I tell you, I think that the main thing that I would love to leave people with is that whoever you are is enough. Because a lot of times we feel like I can't make the I can't meet the guy or I can't meet the girl until I lose 20 pounds or until I, you know, get my degree or until I do whatever. That we we talk ourselves 
into this idea that we're not going to be worthy of someone really wonderful until we meet some guideline or goal or or and for women a lot of times it's things like your weight or or whatever we we think that we have to be something else before we deserve love and the truth is is that we all deserve love right now you don't have to be something different than what you are you just have to be yourself that's empowering. I love that. I love ending on an empowering note. Just um, <laughs> wonderful. But I'd like to thank Lisa, Lisa Daly, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And once, it's been wonderful. Uh, and once again, if you'd like to learn more about the insights Lisa's been sharing with, with us today, her book is entitled Stop Getting Dumped. And in case you joined us late or would like to share the show with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. And I can be reached at jazbina at intersectionsmatch.com. Appreciate your hanging out with us, and do email me with topics you'd like discussed in future shows. And make sure to join us for next month's show. Have a great night, everybody.